This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll Reb Tzvi Hirsch of Rimenov was also known as Reb Hirsch, the Shamish, because he served as an attendant messenger and odd job man in the household of the former Rimenov Rebbe, Reb Menachem Mendel of Rimenov. And once, Reb Hirsch was asked from one of the Hasidim to explain a passage in the Torah with Rashi's explanation. It talks about the priestly blessing when the Kohanim bless the Jewish people. Hashem tells Moshe to tell the Kohanim Here's how you bless the Jewish people by saying, Kod Amolahim. This is how you bless the Jewish people by saying to them. In this word, Amor, saying, Rashi explains, Amor, Kamo that the grammatical structure of the word Amor, say, is just like the verbs, Shamo Vazachor, which talk about how to keep the Shabbos day. Zachod Yom Shabbat and Shamo Yom Shabbat so at first glance, you would think, okay, what's there to explain? It's a simple grammatical explanation that Rashi explains. But here, my sweetest friends, we get a real insight into how a Hasidic Rebbe understands even the simplest grammatical answer from Rashi. So when Reb Hirsch was asked to explain this, he explained it with a story. In the days when he served as an attendant to the former ribbon over Rebbe, Reb Mendel, it once happened that on a Thursday morning, there was no money in the house at all to buy food for Shabbos. So the Rebbetin went over to Reb Hirsch, and she said to him, please go to the Rebbe, my husband, and tell him that there's no money in the house to buy food for Shabbos. So Reb Hirsch went into the Rebbe's room, and he said, as soon as I walked into the room, there was this energy, this light coming out of the Rebbe, surrounding the whole room. He was so engrossed in learning Torah. I thought to myself, I can't interrupt the Rebbe now. He's in such a holy space. I don't want to do that to him. So I gently tiptoed out of the room. That evening, the Rebbetson came back to Reb Hirsch. She said to him, Hirsch, do you understand? There's no money in the house. There's not a single coin in the house. Nothing to buy food for Shabbos. Please go to the tzaddik and tell him that we need food for Shabbos. So again, I opened the door to the Rebbe's room. And he was still learning, just like he had been in the morning. And the light that I had seen in the morning was even greater now. And I looked at the Rebbe and I thought to myself, how can I disturb the Rebbe now? How can I do that to him? And I couldn't, couldn't burst the bubble. So I gently tiptoed out of the room again and closed the door. Well, now it was the morning and it was Friday morning. And the Rebbetson comes to me again and she says, Reb Hirsch, please go and no getting out of it this time. You have to interrupt the Rebbe from his learning no matter what and tell him that we have no food for Shabbos. And nothing to eat. And if we don't have food for Shabbos, what are we supposed to do for Shabbos? So again, I went into the Rebbe's room. And again, the Rebbe was surrounded by this holy light. And I thought to myself, how can I disturb the Rebbe? But I knew now I didn't have a choice. I had to bother the Rebbe because we didn't have any food for Shabbos. But I didn't need to say anything. The Rebbe simply looked up from his sefer. And he said to me, Hirsch, please go to the kitchen and tell everyone to fill all of the pots and all of the pans with water. Light a fire underneath them and start boiling the water. 
So I said to him, Rebbe, but what are we supposed to cook in those pots? There's no food in the house. And the Rebbe said, I'm sure you know that the manna that the Jewish people ate when they were in the desert that fell from heaven on Friday that was supposed to be eaten on Shabbos. What did Hashem say? Hashem said that on the sixth day, the Jewish people must prepare in order so that the food will come. And so that's all we have to do. We just have to prepare for receiving the food for Shabbos, and the food for Shabbos will come. And so that's exactly what they did. Reb Hirsch went to the kitchen. He told the Rebbitzin and everybody in the kitchen, let's go. They filled up the pots with water from the well. They even filled up the saucepans. They lit all the fires. Put the pots on and started boiling the water. And for a couple of hours, the water simply boiled. But there was nothing cooking inside. And then all of a sudden, there was a knock on the door. And Reb Hirsch answers. And it's a wealthy Jew who was traveling, and he asked to stay for Shabbos with the Rimen over Rebbe. And Reb Hirsch said to him, My sweetest friend, you're welcome to stay here for Shabbos. The only problem is, we don't have any food. And the wealthy Jew said, Oh, that's not a problem, because everywhere I travel, where I spend Shabbos, I always bring enough food, fish and meat and potatoes and whatever is needed for the meal to feed everybody who's going to be with me. So all we need are some pots that are boiling water, and we can cook the food up right away. And so it was that the family worked together quickly, cooked all the food for Shabbos, and they had a beautiful Shabbos together. So Reb Hirsch concluded, explaining the meaning of Amo, how it's related to Shamova Zachor, keeping the Sabbath. It says regarding Birkat Kohanim, the blessing of the Kohanim, that I shall set my name over the Jewish people, and I, meaning Hashem, will bless them. And so Reb Hirsch said, you understand? How does Birkat Kohanim, the blessing of the Kohanim, work? The Kohanim, they take off their shoes, they wash their hands, they raise their hands, they say the words of the blessing, but as soon as they do, it's not the Kohanim that bless the Jewish people. It's Hashem that blesses the Jewish people. That's why it says, and I will bless them. And that's what Rashi meant when he wrote, that I will say in the Birkat Kohanim, and the blessing of the Kohanim, just like remember and keep the Sabbath. Just like the Kohanim only had to do the preparations and Hashem gave the blessing. So too, when I was in the Rebbe's house, all we had to do was do the preparations and Hashem took care of blessing us with all the food we needed for Shabbos. So you see, my sweetest friends, sometimes we wonder, where is help going to come from? It's going to come from a Kadosh Baruch Hu, the one who creates the heavens and the earth. Sometimes you just have to boil a little bit of water and hold on with emuna, with faith and simcha and joy. And God willing, the blessings will follow. One more short story. Around a hundred years ago, in Europe, there was a great Rebbe, the Zidachover Magid, who had tens of thousands of Hasidim. And one Friday afternoon, he was sitting and learning with a group of his Hasidim, and a woman enters the Beit Midrash, the house of study, carrying a chicken that she wanted to prepare for the Shabbos meal. However, there was a question whether the chicken was kosher or not. 
And so she brought it to the Zidachover Magid to find out. At first look, the Hasidim and the Rebbe saw that there were lesions on the lungs of the chicken, and that immediately would mean that it was treif. But to the shock and surprise of the Hasidim, instead of saying that the chicken was not kosher, the Rebbe spent hours going over many different texts, pulling out books off of all the shelves, trying to find some opinion that would make the chicken kosher. Now the Hasidim couldn't understand it, because the woman could just take a ruble and go buy another chicken. Why did the Rebbe have to spend hours going through the Svarim to find whether or not this chicken could be called kosher? Just give the woman some money and let her buy another chicken. But after hours of going through the books, the Rebbe stood up and he said, I pronounce the chicken kosher. And the Hasidim, they couldn't believe it because they knew halacha. And there's no way to rule that this chicken could be kosher. The woman was very happy. She figured, look at all the effort the Rebbe made to pronounce my chicken kosher. This is going to be a special chicken in the covered Shabbos Kodesh. And she left. A short time later, another woman comes into the Beit Midrash. And she is hysterical. Rebbe! Rebbe! And then she fainted on the floor. When she woke up, she started saying, Rebbe! Rebbe! You have to help me! My husband! The doctors have given up hope! Please, Rebbe! And again she fainted. And when she came to, the Rebbe was standing next to her. And he said, please, tell me, what exactly is wrong with your husband? And she said that he has serious lesions on his lungs. And the doctors have given him very little time to live. Rebbe, it's almost Shabbos. I don't want my husband to die. Please. And when the Rebbe heard that, he said to the woman, You have nothing to worry about. I just spent hours finding an opinion why lesions on the lungs could be kosher in certain cases. So in your husband's case, it will also be kosher. Go home and don't worry. He will live for many years to come. And that's what happened. The woman went home and her husband had had a full recovery. And it was then that the Hasidim understood why the Rebbe, with his spiritual insight, Zeruach HaKodesh, knew that he had to go through all the Svarim in order to find an opinion to make the former woman's chicken kosher in order so that when this woman came, he would be able to pronounce that her husband's lungs would also be kosher. I want to thank Adam Johnstone and family for becoming a supporter of this podcast. Thank you for your support. And thank you to all of you for listening and for your support. Wherever you're listening to, if there's a way for you to subscribe or to leave a review, please make sure to do that. Please also make sure to share this podcast with your friends. 
the audience continues to grow. And if you'd like to become a supporter, please go to my website, HasidicStory.com, H-A-S-I-D-I-C, Story.com. Thank you very much.